Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. Mina Suvari is the author of The Great Peace, a memoir. Mina is an award-winning actor whose credits include American Beauty, American Pie, Six Feet Under, Chicago Fire, and American Horror Story, among many others. She currently lives in Los Angeles. Mina and I did this interview together in person in LA, and it was so fun. And we had this huge camera crew around us, which you can see pictures of on my Instagram account at Zibby Owens. And we are releasing it also as a really highly produced, beautiful little talk showy thing. So stay tuned on Instagram to see that. And so you can watch her talk in person, but listen to this because it was a really amazing event. We did it with Book Soup which is one of my favorite bookstores. And I used to go and like wander in book soup all the time in my twenties when I lived in LA and didn't really know anybody. And now it's so great because here I am in my forties and I get to go back and do a virtual event for book soup with an amazing actress who I remember watching in American Pie around the time I was aimlessly wandering in the bookstore. So there you go. Enjoy our conversation. Mina is absolutely amazing. Good evening, everyone. My name is Sam in the corner over here. And on behalf of Book Soup, I'd like to thank you all for joining us for tonight's event with Mina Suari in conversation with Zibi Owens discussing The Great Peace, a memoir. Sam will be hosting more virtual events in the near future, and you can learn more about them on our website by signing up for our email newsletter. And you can also follow us on social media at Book Soup, as well as following our podcast page right here so you can get direct notifications. And past events are also available on our YouTube channel. 
Please support Book Soup and our authors tonight by purchasing a copy of tonight's featured book, which you can do by clicking the green button right below the viewer screen. This will redirect you to our website where you can complete the checkout process. And we have signed book plates from Mina, so this is the place to get them. And please get your copy before they are sold out. And we're also selling digital audiobooks and ebooks through Libro.fm. I'll reshare the links, but I did share them at the top of the chat if you scroll all the way up um, the link to the audiobook for the great piece. And I also have a link for Zippy Owens Anthology, which I will mention in a moment. So we're also open for in-store browsing. So if you're local to Los Angeles, please stop by the store from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we would love to see you. And with that said, let me introduce our guests for this evening. Mina Savari is an award-winning actor whose credits include American Beauty, American Pie, Six Feet Under, Chicago Fire, and American Horror Story, among many others. And she lives in Los Angeles. And this is not in her bio, but she is the author of tonight's book, which is why you're here. So thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> and Zibby Owens, our guest, in-conversation guest tonight, is the host of award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, and several other podcasts. She edited the anthology, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, a quarantine anthology, which you can purchase at the link that I will repost again. A Good Morning America contributor, Zibby also writes regularly for the Washington Post. And her next book is another anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. And the proceeds proceeds for her um, quarantine anthology go to COVID COVID research. So keep that in mind. And without further ado, I'm going to turn the camera over to Mina and Zibby. Thank you both so much for being with BookSoup tonight. Everyone, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the presentation. Thank you. Hi. Hi. This is so fun. I want to make sure I say your name right because in the book, you have, like, when someone pronounces it too long, like Mina, and I was like, I don't oh, want to say it. That oh. was a terrible scene. So I'm going to like <laughs> not pronounce it that way. I'm You'll kidding. You'll never be that person. Okay, no. Yeah, Mina Suvari. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm kidding. I was... It's a very, it's a weird one. I technically have an umlaut over the U, so. Wow. Yeah. I haven't had a lot of umlauts in yeah. my life lately, so it's nice. I used to write my name with a, a line over the E when huh. I was younger because I was so upset by being called men all the time. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I felt like I'd prove my point if I wrote it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mina, thank you for writing this beautiful memoir and sharing all of your life story. I mean, when people talk about putting your life on the page, like, that is what you did. Like, check plus. Here it is. <laughs> Bearing your soul, going back into it, and like, I mean, maybe there's a lot you didn't say, but it feels as if a lot of it got into the book. Yeah. Well, I did write too much because I I technically was writing in the wrong format. I've never done what this What do you mean? <laughs> well, since we all are familiar with this here, you, you probably know text edit, right? So I wasn't, you know, I, I was in the wrong format, so I was thinking that I had to, you know, write X amount of words or get to a particular place. And um, I just kept writing and writing and writing and it was too much. So we actually had to shape interesting some of it back. But no, I don't think maybe a, a few small things, but I, I think I really put out a lot of it. So a lot of people call that brave or they say things like that. Sometimes it comes from this place of needing to do it. You, in the book, said that you found all your old diaries and that sort of triggered you to want to write your whole story now that you're at a very different place in your life. And then you also, at the end, talk about how Me Too is sort of of the moment and maybe this is your time. Mm -hmm. What was it? Why now? Why write it now? 
I mean, it was really those things and more. I feel like it was definitely a process. It was really like a cocktail of so many things that went into the mix. I feel like first and foremost, I had enough. I needed to talk. I needed to get that out. I needed to express myself. And I think what I try to communicate in the book is is finding that voice. You know, for me, I think learning or coming to learn and believe that I always had one and finding it again. And so there was this very big need for me to talk. And so that's originally how this you know, manifested or came out of me. And, you know, of course, finding my diary, I found a suicide note. I mean, all of these things really got me thinking. I realized how, you know, and looking back that my life only got worse after writing that note. And I also had a red binder that I had made back then, which I had entitled The Great Peace. And it was basically my poems and some short stories that I had like literally typed up on a typewriter. It's probably like almost 60 loose pages. And I thought, you know, I'll just publish that because I felt like I was ready to make some kind of move, but maybe I felt like, oh, it's like safer in some way. And then, you know, just sitting down, I sat down with a friend and shared the binder with them. And then in doing so, I shared some of the stories around some of the poems because some of the poems I'd even, you know, time-stamped or, like, dedicated to a specific person. And, and so when I shared some of those stories, they really encouraged me to tell all of it and share it as a memoir and then incorporate some of the poetry in there. And so then I thought, okay, you know, I sat back with that. And um, I guess I just didn't, I, I couldn't think about it too much. I felt like it was just something that I, I just felt so compelled I needed to do this. And I know that that's weird. I never thought that I would write a book. I never thought that I was that kind of person. I never thought I had something to say or anyone would ever care. That's what so much of this book's about. But here we are. I mean, I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird. I think you... you Well, I mean, I'm sort of like challenging all of that. I'm like breaking that mold. I was thinking about this earlier and it was like the way that I view it is because I, I try to touch upon spirituality like what it means to me in my life like how I live my life and there's so much of this it just feels like I'm giving it back Mm -hmm. it just feels like thank you you know I've been sitting with this for so long and I don't need it anymore it's not serving me and you can have it back and now I want to do something with it you know so it's it's just been like this incredible process because there's like so much more in addition that's come out of now promoting it and talking about it and other people sharing with me and so yeah it's it's a really beautiful thing I'm very happy and I'm more than honored to be that person it's great I'm really struck and I was time and again in your book by your ability to compartmentalize right mm. so you have even what we're not even doing when we were just chatting like are you nervous about this and you're like yeah. well no of course you can you took so much of your life and just shoved it away and then projected a different facade, which I feel like so many women in particular can relate to, right? You just hide your stuff and you look okay to the outside and no one really knows the depths of pain or what you're going through. Mm. And not only could you do that, but you, you're acting, you could just become a totally different person and channel whatever you needed to. And I feel like you related so much to the characters. Like you had whole chapters about them. I feel Mm. like you really like inhabited them and they meant something to you Mm. like along the way. So tell me about that. Like 
how, when did that first, when did you first use that as a coping mechanism or did you even notice? And Mm. do you feel like it's gotten any better now? Like, do you feel like now, especially that this has all come out, that the walls have come down a little, or do you think you're still good at sort of putting stuff away, tucking it? God, so many questions. Sorry, Um, sorry. (laughs) That was a lot. (laughs) I mean, it definitely, I think it's important to note that, I mean, this work isn't over for me. For sure. And I'm not an expert. It's not like I just like wrap this up and I'm like, this is what I learned. And here you go, everyone. And good luck. (laughs) I'm still doing the work. I have always talked about how I feel that art saved my life because it gave me that that outlet. I don't believe I knew that at the time. I was very unaware. I think I try to communicate that in the book of that process of awakening, right? And the individuals that helped me see that, Seagal and, you know, who who talked to me or introduced me to therapy, things like this. So I think a lot of it is sort of, I don't know, kind of being in the survival mode. I I don't think I could safely say that I was aware of the security, the, the importance that work gave to me at that at that moment. I think I try to bring that also into the, the the book as well, is just to show that with my spirituality, I feel that like there's always this constant communication. And so I was trying to touch upon that is that I feel like there was always something that kind of came in at the time where I needed it. And my view that very much is my work, a particular role that would come in and challenge me, or it was, because I try to always look for the opportunity so that's how I see it. I, I feel like there was an opportunity given to me that like just got me by each moment. And so I guess in the book, as I'm trying to isolate those moments. I'm trying to show how each one got me to the next step. Wow. So I could talk on all of those. Like they all meant something different, right? Each project, each character, each story, right? Depends on like what it was, but for sure, I mean, I I feel like there was always that gift of what professionally was gonna come into my life. Interesting. Can I read this one paragraph? Sure. It's towards the beginning, but it was so well written. You're a really good writer. I mean, and I know, no, I mean, you talk sort of offhandedly. I think my brother would call it like a humble brag or something like that, but you're obviously like a humble brag, you know, and like you kind of like put something in, but like, you're clearly like super smart, right? You did so well in school when you were focused and you could have been anything, right? No, but this means a lot to me because I was not very, I did not, I was, wasn't received very well, like in English class and and writing and things like this. So again, that's why those doubts were always there. I never thought I could, you know, well, I'm going to read this and we can just prove that you're a great writer. (laughs) You said, that's how it was, deep down in the marrow of my bones, where no one could get, no matter how they ripped into my flesh, I held onto my dreams and the hope I had for myself. I looked for the beauty that was all around me, compelled to see it, no matter how hard it was to find. I knew there was a glimmer of light that I could follow through the darkness. I never got the apologies I wanted from the people who hurt me, but I came to understand they were necessary for my well-being. I needed only one person's forgiveness. This is her story. Mm. That's powerful. That's really great. Thanks. Don't you, I mean, I don't, yeah, doesn't I'm it sound right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's very true. Yeah, it's 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 very true. 
Do you feel like, I know writing has been a balm to you in this time, and you talked about your time in the library and reading and all Mm -hmm. of that. Like, is there any of this adding to the literature and, like, you know, how books have helped you? I feel like, you know, for me, like, books have always helped me so much. I want to, like, give back to thank all the books in a way, but Mm. I feel like they they serve that role for you too. Oh, definitely, because I feel like it's all about communication. That's why we're here. I'm very much about the spoken word and, I mean, language in and of itself and the power that it holds. I have that tattoo, word sound power, you know. I'm very much about that. So, for sure, I mean, I feel like... I don't know. I believe that there there is power in sharing. I mean, that's just what I experienced. And and it's just simply that. I felt like I, I wanted to, I needed to do this for myself. But I also was so completely inspired by the way that, you know, everyone that I've experienced in my life has shared with me and been so fearless. Well, I feel like you had so many moments of trauma in your life that you didn't necessarily label as such, but Mm -hmm. that were starting from the very beginning, starting with, you know, everything that happened with men. I mean, that could be, it could just be, you know, the abuse that you went through or getting over drugs or all these things that happened. But honestly, I was so taken, like the accident you had in, on your retreat with getting thrown from the horse and thinking you were like never going to move again and having to be carried on a stretcher well, that's one out of, of the jungle. Just, I know it's one of like <laughs> yes. a trillion traumas, but that was, I think one of the more recent ones, right? I mean, that couldn't have been too. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean about forgiveness is I feel like, I mean, this was something I was thinking about earlier and you know, it was like mystifying of for people. They didn't quite understand that. And I guess I viewed it as like, again, in relation to my most important, important relationship I feel with the universe is that I feel like I got to this point where I just saw how I was the one who was consistently abusing myself in a way and holding myself back because I'd had so many moments like that. I fell off a 30 foot cliff when I was eight yeah, (laughs) and I didn't break a bone. And so I was trying to communicate how there's been these moments where I felt so completely lost and so abandoned, but yet I never was. Because there was always something beautiful that was given to me. There's always like just enough, whether it was something personal, friend or someone that I met or a professional work opportunity. There was always like a little gift that like just got me by. It gave me just enough to see that. And in the book, I talk about my second husband. I talk about how being able to work on American Horror Story Mm -hmm. was like just another example of, you know, making me feel good enough about myself to take the next step. Yeah. So I feel like it's like you've done everything you could to destroy yourself, right? Everything you've got, and it's it's almost reading the book like a miracle that you're even like sitting here. I think I tried, I fought and I tried to prove that no one cared about me. I think I put a lot of effort into trying to prove that my existence didn't matter. That's how I saw it. And so from macro, I just had too many of these moments where it was just, how did I come out of that alive? And that really put me in this place of like, what am I doing and why am I here? And, you know, how am I really appreciating and valuing my life? So those were those moments for me of like, I didn't die in Costa Rica, but yet I'm sitting here in what I've referred to as my poopy diapers, feeling bad for myself 
and waiting maybe for an apology. And that's not, and it never got me anywhere. And so that's why it's like trying to communicate that moment of, you know, why now? Because I've been sitting with it my whole life. So what do you think it is? What do you think, what is like your whole, this is kind of a bigger question, but having gone through all this stuff, like, why has the universe sort of like not let you succumb to all the things that you've tried to do to yourself? I mean, like, why do you keep getting rescued? What is it about the the universe and nature and spirituality? Why? What do you think? What is? I don't know. And I'm trying to figure that out. And I feel like recently I was thinking on that because I am ever the Aquarian and trying to understand (laughs) it. And I don't know. I was I was like feeling earlier coming here how it's like really I wanted to use the word pumped. Like, I'm pumped right now. I'm ready to go. That's how I see it. And I appreciate people saying, you know, I'm so sorry that you experienced that. That means a lot to me. But I'm not in that space anymore. Like, now I'm ready to do the work. Now I'm ready to, I don't know, commit even more, stay committed, and create the change that needs to come about. I mean, so it's exciting for me now. Well, you were, like, walking around with this, like, heavy cloak on Mm -hmm. you. And now you've, like, put it to the side finally. So you're, like, ready to... Yeah. I I totally get it. That's exciting for me because I've been sitting with that for so long. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. 
And how do you feel in terms of forgiveness? I mean, there was a lot of wrong done to you, mm. not just that you, I know you, you say you like brought it on yourself at times, but it, it, it's not like that. Like it actually was just a lot of really bad stuff happened to you. Well, because I always try to find my place in it. I think that's important for me. You know, this isn't like the blame game. And I don't know, I've just never lived my life like that. I always try to find my place in it, you know? what I brought into it and I don't know what I can, how I can, what, what additional work I need to do. Right. I don't think it's so passive, but for sure. I mean, those are big conversations because a lot of the work is, is me trying to understand, I think, you know, what kind of keeps us in places for longer than we would have hoped to be in them. Right. I loved the one moment where it was when you were still sort of living on the, the queen-size mattress tucked in the corner with your stuff everywhere and this, like, horrific, abusive relationship. And you it was when you were sort of mandated into bringing a third person into your relationship, whoever it was, at all these different times. And and you tried to bring this one woman in, and as she's getting out, she was like, Mina, it doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, it's my friend Tracy. I mean, that's, like, it was such a moment. Like, I could just see you there by the car and, like, her telling you that. And, like, you, first of all, you wrote it so well that obviously that's why I could see it. But, like, what a statement, and that it resonated with you so much. And you obviously, like, stored it away. I mean, I sort of away to the point where she doesn't even know about this book, and now we're talking about it. And she reached out to me, so we're going to have a conversation because we never even talked about that moment. She didn't even know how important of a person she was to me back then. So I thought that was pretty incredible after all these years. That's what I mean about like the additional healing, the things that are coming out of this now, which I never would have expected. Because, I mean, I didn't tell anybody about it. Because I'm not that person. I didn't think like, oh, I wrote a book, you know, get ready, everyone. Like I just, <laughs> it was something that I needed to do. I needed to tell my story and that's just how it came about. But, you know, so I'm learning how to embrace that. It's sort of mystifying to me. I got a few copies yesterday and I'm just sort of holding it like, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And it was also interesting how you wrote about fame and how it kind of happened to you and how you were so, like, in your own world that, like, movies would come out and you're like, oh, yeah, and then that movie came out and then all of a sudden I was recognized and yet nobody would know what was going on secretly in, you know, behind the curtain. And well, because I was just trying to survive. I, I just didn't... And I don't try to share that in like, an, I don't know, a negative way, but it, that just wasn't my main focus. To be completely honest, I, you know, drew up plans to be an architect when, you know, on grid paper when I was young, or I had my archeological dig, or I chose medical research, uh, you know, for career day. I didn't necessarily think I would become an actor and particularly famous. So it was very weird for me, you know, when all of that happened because, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who I am because I think a lot of that happened at the point where, and because of a lot of what was happening personally for me, that never got to happen on its own. I never got to develop that. It was all of a sudden just given fame. I was given this like identity over here. And so I, I believe it wasn't like a healthy development of my own. So then there was like this disconnect of like, oh, wait a minute, if I'm this over here, I have to play into that because it doesn't equate with where I came from. 
that can't equate. This needs to, this shiny thing must have come from this past, right? So that's why it had to stay separate. I didn't think that that would be possible. I don't know, maybe just that day and age. I didn't think we walked around like that, mm. of, you know, wearing our emotions and our hearts on our sleeves. So, yeah, I disconnected and I learned, I went into survival mode. Yeah. So I love that you're like pumped for the next thing <laughs> because honestly, no, you're so young. I mean, I think, I don't know how exactly old you are, but I'm 42. <laughs> I feel ancient. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm 44. But anyway, I feel, well, I, you're younger than me. So I'm going to say you're young and you just had a baby and that's so exciting, but you could do anything. I mean, you could do anything you want now. What do you want? I think like, we all can do anything. Yes. That's a great statement. So we can. what's ne- like, what do you want to do? Like you could be an architect now. You could go <laughs> do whatever you want. Like, I love that. What would you want to do? I'm going to call you when I need a... (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Advice. I mean, I honestly want to write more because, you know, I finished writing the great piece and I found out I was pregnant, which was, you know, I mean, everything, an absolute miracle, surprise. And I'm not surprised because of, I think, like how I've laid my life out and, you know, how it's been like chock full of challenges, how it's, you know, gone down in, when reading the great piece that my birth would only end up like that. So I, I feel like uh, I need to talk about that. I need to talk about that space and postpartum because okay. of the things that I experienced. I feel like in connection with the great piece, there's just a lot that we don't talk about a lot that we don't address. And so I never thought that that would happen because I never thought that I'd even write one book. But now I feel like there's so much more that I want to talk about in that space. Perhaps the great chaos. Um, (laughs) This is like, if parenting is like the anti-piece, it's like, you know, the great disruption or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I have already the title and like... Oh, you do? Oh, you're ready to go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're like 10 steps ahead. I just... It just sort of happened. Amazing. Because of how it went down, I thought, oh my gosh, well, I'm not surprised. And now I think I have to talk about this. I want to, because I just feel like there were a lot of things that weren't addressed. In terms of like postpartum depression oh, or yeah. postpartum yeah. anxiety. I didn't mm-hmm. even know postpartum anxiety was a thing. Yep. Me too. All I have that. it, I think still 14 years later. <laughs> I just, so I just wanted to share my story in that. Cause I felt like we sort of get, we get us up to the pregnancy. Yeah. The birth. And then it's like, good luck. Yeah, so I have lots to share in that space. Well, <laughs> you know, kids don't let you hide anything. Yeah. So, you know, those days are over. Good thing you got it out <laughs> in the book while well, he was still good, you know. Yeah. That's amazing. So in terms of actually the writing of the book, aside from using text edit by mistake. Did no, you... I wasn't using it. Oh, I was okay, using okay. like a different format. It was a whole thing. Did you, what was like your process like writing it? And I can only imagine that some of these scenes, like to have to type them again must have been really emotional like where did you are you at like a cafe like give me a visual of where you were no at home or outside I'd like to be outside nature that would make me feel good did you know you wanted to do all these chapters these kind of like short ish chapters and different scenes and things (laughs) like that no because I just started from the beginning I just started writing I just was like ugh and just told the story and then we shaped it then we went into okay you know, yeah, I couldn't have a very long chapter. Let's kind of the most important parts and yeah, naming chapters and 
figuring out what photos I wanted to include and all of this process. But no, just, I mean, in the beginning, I was just kind of off and running. And then if I felt like I needed a moment, then I would stop and gather myself or take that space. Or maybe it was like the next day. Yeah. And you mentioned that the audiobook was emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That I definitely had to stop, for sure, especially with KJ. Yeah. Even in the editing process, it was always, like, right there. Do you know what's happened? I was, like, like the epilogue, like, the PS to this, to all these guys from mm-hmm. your past. Do you have any, do you have tabs on where anybody is? Have you, like, do you, do you follow anybody in any way or just? No. No. Have I mean, they reached I'm, out to you? Well, I mean... The negative relationships, I don't know. I mean, I'm still friends with Sal, and there are Mm -hmm. people that I'm still close with. But no, I I mean, I I read a really interesting quote, a statement from my second husband, but I thought it was so perfectly presented on his part that I didn't have to address it at all. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, you know, yeah. So now that you have written this book and are on your way to your second book, what advice would you give to aspiring authors? Oh, gosh. Oh, I mean, I feel so grateful that I had the right kind of people around me, the right kind of team that I could talk to, amazing editor and publisher, and I feel like people that understood me, that felt really wonderful. So just overall, I just felt like I could breathe in the way that I wanted to, and that's what I needed, right? So I think... I mean, it's so important to feel that you you don't have to hold yourself back in any way. I'm not an expert, but I feel like, you know, for me to just share first and foremost, right, and then get into the rest of the process, I mean, that was important to feel like I had the space to be able to do that. I don't think any author feels like they're an expert. (laughs) Just, but but now you have to own it. Like, now you're an author. Look at that, you know? It's pretty awesome. I mean, thank you. I'm, I'm... Yeah, I am learning how to incorporate all of that. It's it's hard to communicate that. I know that that's weird. It's strange to understand, but just the the real desire that I had behind this, you know, it was a real collaborative effort because I wanted to just publish, you know, the poetry book. Well, the poems were great too, but thank you. But I is- still was holding myself back on sharing all of it. And so thank you for giving me credit, but it's a lot of people that went into helping me be able to share my story. But maybe that's the whole point of it. Maybe that's the answer to the question is that this particular story is so important to get out that that's why you were sort of allowed to keep going. I don't know. Maybe that's like... Yeah, and I want to share. That's what I want to share with people, right? Because that's why I believe we're here is to communicate with one another and hopefully learn and grow and heal, inspire one another. You know, that's just my perspective. And I I guess I just simply felt like there's none of that will come if I don't share, you know, if if I'm the only one that just sort of sits with this. Amazing. So I didn't really know where it was going to go, but I just felt so compelled to do it and hoped for the best. (laughs) So that's why I'm excited because um, this is really beautiful. And I love how people are now opening up about what they've gone through. It's a beautiful thing. It's a it's it's wonderful to experience and know I'm not alone, but yet that's so heartbreaking to realize right. that that's so commonplace. So well, you, I want to change yeah. it, right? Yeah. That's why I get excited. Well, it's hard to take on all that pain. Like don't yeah. that I mean, 
not like you need my advice, but I would say like <laughs> keep that just you can't take all that on. And- no, but it just it's it just makes me feel like if that's the case, then I'm more than happy to be that person. If that's what it takes then to create some of these conversations and hopefully create more change, I'll be that person. And do you are you done with acting? You want to keep acting? How do you feel about the role of acting in your in your no, life? No, I love it. I mean, I feel very blessed. I feel very grateful to be able to do what I do. I was thinking about this earlier and there's been this theme of me playing real life people, sharing these true stories and it's 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 come into my life yet again. And so I feel like there's something really beautiful about that. I'm more than happy to be that person. I've always loved being honest and being a truth teller. And so it's kind of like this thing where I get to do both. So I love that. That makes me very happy. I'm also, you know, working in development too. I love, you know, producing. I have a project that's based on this that I've been working on for a few years too as well to develop. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of it. That would be wonderful. Okay. Well, Mina, thank you for, well, first of all, for your book, of course, and for sharing, bearing your soul in the book and for discussing it. And thanks to Book Soup for having us. I love Book Soup and this has been such a thrill. Me Um, too. Thanks to everybody for watching. Me too. It's so special. I love Book Soup. I know what you've talked about in the space meaning to you and it's so special and so incredible here and I'm so happy that we still have this beautiful place to go to and it's magical and I can't believe I'm a part of it now. So. I can't believe that I'm when I moved to LA when I was 21 I was like alone browsing in book soup and like watching movies with you and now here we are. <laughs> Here we are, like, on Booksy, hanging out. It's just so funny. Life yeah. is crazy. Life yeah. is crazy. I'm just going to say life is funny. Yeah. Life is weird. Anyway. Weird. Yeah. That's the word of the day. No. <laughs> Thank you both so much for such a beautiful conversation. And I love to hear your history of Book Soup. That's amazing. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you yeah. so much for having your launch with us. And congratulations, Mina, on your book. Thanks and for having I'm, me. I'm excited to read it and looking forward to more and some short fiction. I asked a short fiction question because that really intrigued me. <laughs> okay. That would be really fun to read. So looking forward to more from you. And Zibby, thank you so much for being with us moderating. And everyone, thank you at home for watching. And please get your copy of The Great Piece at the green button. I also shared it in the chat area, so you can find it there as well. And I shared Zippy's book again, too. So thank you, everyone, and take care, and have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.